Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as God ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the Word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to when he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. It's also purpose to invoke open and honest conversation on the things that many people, especially Christians, don't want to talk about, which is racism in the body of Christ. I pray that God will use this podcast to enable us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room that for too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep under the rug. You can help and support this podcast by telling your friends, families, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. You can also help and support this ministry through your love and prayers. You can reach me with questions and comments by email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at thevoiceoftheprophet.strikingly.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast of This is the Voice of the Prophet. After being away for two weeks, I'm so glad to be able to bring you a new episode this week entitled, How to Handle the Defeat of an Enemy. Proverbs 11 and 10 reads, When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. At the same time, Matthew 5.44 reads, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that which despitefully use you and persecute you. So which is it? When we see the fall of our enemies, do we rejoice over them or pray for them? When we see someone who has willingly, purposely, with a forethought, who has worked against us, should we be happy when they fall, or is this a time of rejoicing over them? What about the churches, pastors, televangelists, who went beyond just their political preferences and stood with racist and divisive leaders? Should we actually be glad when their churches close or ministries begin to fail? How should the prophets who spoke the words, the words of warnings to those pastors and leaders in attempts to avert them from the paths of destruction that they were on, 
how should they feel about what they are seeing coming to pass in this hour? How should they feel now that the words of territories being decreased and lost spoken through them are being fulfilled? Is this a time for these prophets to feel justified, content, or gratified? Personally, I believe that the shelves of joy that are mentioned in Proverbs 11 are not the types of shouts that you might hear at a football game or some other exciting and cheerful event. Rather, I believe those are literally shouts of praise to our Father for his faithfulness in not allowing our enemies to triumph over his sons and daughters. They are supposed to be and should be shouts of praise and worship to God that he is faithful in showing that he will never leave us nor forsake us. In Nehemiah 4, Sanballat and Tobiah, the Ammonites spoke harsh, hard words of discouragement to demoralize, undermine, and stop the works of the rebuilding of the walls. It's been the same for black, brown, and non-white families who are at this time trying to rebuild, repair, and restore the lives of those that the enemy has torn down through these past generations. The enemies of the Jews didn't want them to rebuild and prosper the same way that white supremacists don't want to see other races build businesses, finances, families, or even their own lives. There's been a continual constant plot and plan of the enemy to stop the rebuilding and restoration of the people of God, especially in the black, brown, and non-white communities. That's the entire purpose of systemic racism. What the enemy had torn down and kept in rubble for generations is now being restored, and we will not allow the discouraging words and actions of the enemy to stop us. In spite of the accounts of murders among Blacks, drugs in the communities, high rates of death through COVID, cancer, and other diseases that are beyond the norm and disparity in minority races, we will not stop building. We will not stop the work. We will not give up, and we will continue to fight. Nehemiah told the people in the 14th verse, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. We cannot be afraid to continue to fight. That fight comes through rebuilding our families and standing strong. It comes through black, brown, and non-white men being fathers to their sons and daughters, even when not living in the same homes with them. It comes through these fathers teaching their sons how to treat women and their daughters how they should be treated by men. We rebuild the lives of our sons and daughters through black, brown, and non-white mothers being mothers and not buddies to respect themselves as well as their bodies and how to speak to one another with love and not hate and meanness. We continue to fight through continuing education and study while building character, morals, honor, and integrity within ourselves as well as our children. We must fight for this next generation of sons and daughters that are coming into this world. In the 20th verse, Nehemiah said, wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. 
When you hear a praise in your spirit, don't suppress it, join it. Worship and praise the God that we serve because he will fight for us. The people were always prepared for battles, even sleeping in their clothes and working with the weapon always with them. They were always well-equipped and well-prepared just in case the enemy would attack. And yet they never had to fight in a physical battle. They only had to believe and praise. I admonish each of us today to believe and praise for our God will fight for us. For those of you that know me and have followed me over the past years on Facebook, you know the various scriptures that I would post followed by the words all in caps, I believe. Believe and praise the God we serve. One thing that we must never forget is that we are all his sons and daughters. There should never be a joy in someone else's demise or downfall, no matter who they are, no more than should joy be taken by a good parent whose own children are fighting among themselves. When we see the wicked perish, I believe that what we are actually seeing is their wicked works perishing and not the individual themselves. Someone's works, especially a work that has been against you as a person or people, as opposed to the individual themselves, are two entirely different things. Focusing on an individual in the flesh components will allow for hatred to enter in and build against that person and not just against their works. You can hate the works of an individual, but not the person. You can hate the results or even what culminates from an individual, but not the person. God hates the sin, but not the sinner. As I always state, flesh is not your friend. In fact, there are times that we must realize that flesh is truly another enemy that we fight against constantly. Paul said it best in Galatians 5, 16 through 18, in the New International Reader's Version, it states, the desires controlled by sin do not want what the spirit delights in, and the spirit does not want what the desires controlled by sin delight in. The two are at war with each other. That's why you are not supposed to do whatever you want. Don't do whatever you want, and don't feel whatever you want. Remember, feelings are flesh, and we will not allow flesh to feel, experience, and have the emotions of hate. Flesh and spirit are not friends. Flesh will want us to hate and get revenge. Flesh will want us to get back and do wrong to those who have wronged us. This is why our Father has given us his command to love our enemy. However, does that love mean that we should embrace the snake that has tried to bite us? Not at all. God gives us wisdom. He gives us the wisdom to love and still not allow those that hate us, in spite of the love that we may have for them, to get close enough to hurt us again. He also gives, gives us the stamina to confront and face those who attempt to use racism against us. And yes, 
we can even do that with love. I pray that you listen again next week as I continue this message of how to handle the defeat of an enemy. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.